Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Jonathan. Uh, I have interviewed uh, Dr. David DiCibato today. <clears throat> it's a little bit of a break from our normal uh, programming, which is where we review albums. So excuse the rest of the podcasts on this podcast podcast list thing. Uh, Dr. Dave was uh, very gracious and allowed me to ask him a bunch of questions about getting uh, his PhD and what it took to get there. And I hope you guys enjoy it. First guest uh, on this uh, podcast that I have started where I'm just talking to my friends about, uh, you know, something they've done that's a little different that I think folks can take a lot out of. All right. So uh, can you just tell me a little bit about like, so what, so what are you right now? Like, who are you? So I am at the postdoc phase of sort of higher education. Um, so that stands for postdoctoral. So I've received my PhD, mm-hmm. but I'm sort of doing continued training. Okay. And okay. So, but what, so what, what, like, um, as a, as a person, like what, like what, it, what are your, what is your, like, do you have, are you, a, is that a job? Like do you, do you, do you work a job right now? Yeah. Yeah. So usually how, um, I mean, and we can go back and sort of go the whole timeline, but just yeah, sure. so where I'm at now yeah. is a, a postdoc is usually you're working for some faculty member mm-hmm. or some, sometimes the term is like PI principal investigator of a research team. sort of the leader of a team sure. and you're sort of like, you know, doing higher level stuff because you've, you know, done so much of your training and now you're sort of uh, almost like a apprenticeship type model with the faculty member. Okay. Um, and so usually what happens is you get paid by a grant. So like my uh, faculty member I'm working under has a grant with the National Institute of Health. Um, right. And so I'm paid through that grant. Okay. So I'm helping run that study. I'm helping with data collection. Okay. I'm helping manage graduate students, undergraduate students who are helping out, you know, cleaning the data, creating protocols, uh, meeting with participants, all that kind of stuff. Okay. And so is, okay. So, okay. Let's, I guess, so what, how long, so are, so you have, when did you get your PhD? So I got it pretty much this time last year. Uh, I think technically it would have been like August 1st of last year. Okay, August 1st of last year. And um, so what, I guess, let's, let's, I think we need to trace back from the beginning here because this is like, a really big thing to yeah. do, you know, like being a PhD, yeah, yeah. having a PhD, like I've always wondered what a PhD was. Um, and that's why I wanted to do this interview with you. We've been friends for a really long time and I don't think I've really understood what you like, what it took to do what you do. I think I've nodded sometimes been like, Oh yeah, I get it. I don't, uh, you, you know, and you know, I have maybe, uh, on one hand, uh, maybe, uh, like that many friends who have gone as far or even considered going as far as you've have 
in this field uh, of in not in this field but it like in at that level of education um and it's so for me it's like it's a little it's different right because it's a different lifestyle than you know like you know i i i you know work a job and then i go home at the end of the day and then that's it and then i do the same and and i think that's most most people are that way right you know and most and like especially most people at who have I guess our age, you know, are like, can their, their concern is, Oh, I just go to a four year institution. Um, I do, mm-hmm. I get, I get my, um, I get my bachelor's and then I go work and then maybe I'll get a master's, you know, something. And then that's it. You know, it's rarely do you have it pushed on kids to be like, no, you need to make sure you have your doctorate and then you can go ahead and go forward. And, um, Another thing is it's it's called a philosophy of doctorate. Is that that's what it stands for? What does it stand for? Yeah, or doctorate of philosophy. Okay. Um, and that just basically means like it is like within some sort of field of study. Like philosophy, basically in that context, just means like academic or academia. Sure. Um, like it doesn't mean the discipline of philosophy that you like you know, learn about and undergrad and take courses from. Um, so like I have a doctorate of philosophy in psychology. Someone else could have a doctorate of philosophy in physics. Okay. Um, and then of course you could actually have a doctor of philosophy in, in philosophy. philosophy. Right. But yeah. you know, the, but the, but the philosophy portion why do you think that why is that there what does that mean to that because it doesn't necessarily mean you understand the philosophy of of being you guys t- maybe you do take a couple courses in this but you know uh and you know even like you know uh engineers take philosophy of engineering but it's not like the focus of that study is that oh man you're gonna learn all about what it means why you're you're you know why you're studying yeah. why why the study is important right why do you think that's in there I, I don't know. That's a good question. Right? Um, I mean, I know the doctor, the PhD yeah. was created before the MD in really uh, in Western culture. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if the first PhD like was in philosophy. Philosophy. I I don't think so. Right. My guess is it would just used to the word used to mean something different. It, it used did. to mean just Definitely. like general academic discipline or something yeah i remember when i would take i took my uh philosophy of technology course and uh there was like we had a discussion about like how the meaning of philosophy has kind of changed and how science used to be called like the philosophy of the natural world and then like and or something you know and uh and how that the word of philosophy and and my professor was like at a loss about it and like being like oh this kind of sucks that people think that philosophy is this like super esoteric thing but really, it just means like the deep study of something, or you know, or another. I could be wrong, um, but uh, yeah. So I was, uh, I, I always thought that was interesting because, because um, you know, because it's supposed to mean like philosophy is like the basis of everything, and then comes, you know, you have physics, and then or like no philosophy, then logic, then math, and then you know, then everything you know kind of branches off and kind of becomes its own thing but that's a whole nother discussion but it's funny that it's involved in your title you know so um when for you let's just go personally like when did you decide you wanted to be you know you wanted to have 
um, you wanted to go that far um, and you wanted to get that education? <clears throat> yeah. Well, I think, you know, part of it is depends on your discipline. You know, mm. like I imagine someone like deciding to get a PhD in engineering would probably have a bit of a different thought process or journey. Whereas in psychology, right. you really can't do much with a bachelor's in psychology. Mm. Um, I mean, you're, you're, you're at least limited mm. in the type of things you can do. Like, yeah. for example, you can't, you can't do therapy. You can't okay. be a therapist. Oh, you can't. Um, okay. No. Okay. Wow. No. And, and also in terms of like, uh, you know, salary and stuff, like at least in psychology, there's definitely a big sort of tier in terms of like a bachelor's, you're definitely not going to make as much money and stuff. Wow. Um, so it was sort of like a given that, okay, you know, cause I, as you know, I started out as an engineering right. undergrad, right. When I switched to psychology. It was like, the plan was always to do graduate school. Cause I would need that right. to do what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and so then the question was like, well, what graduate program, um, mm -hmm. right? And, mm -hmm. um, you know, um, I think there's some of it is just probably like the culture in psychology of like traditionally you think of a psychologist as like a doctor. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, like originally a lot of times you think of like an MD, like a psychiatrist. Yeah. But then yeah. you also think of like a PhD psychologist and you know i think it was just like oh well like that's if you want to be like a therapist like you know the top therapists are you know they get their doctorate you know a right. phd or side um so like might as well go for that um and you know <clears throat> i'm trying to remember if i debated different master's programs i mean part of it too is i knew i wanted to do some research and so then, really, PhD is the only uh, avenue, yeah. avenue yeah. right? Like, because, you know, you know, I debated, like, uh, in psychology, you have something called a PsyD, mm -hmm. which is, like, uh, a doctorate that's sort of focused more on practice and doesn't usually have a research component. Sure. Um, but, like, um, you know, most master's programs would be similar to that. Um. And so I, I didn't, I didn't know if I wanted a research career, but I knew I wanted to do some of that and learn more about the whole research side of things. And, yeah. and that really in psychology, like the main way to do that for, for clinical, mm -hmm. to do clinical research, you kind of, you kind of got to go the PhD route. And so how long, how long is, okay, you finish your, so ma so bachelor's usually four years. How, master or two years and then how long is a phd process typical so yeah yours so i maybe. went to um yeah so i went to a kind of joint master's doctoral program so you get your master's on the way to getting your doctorate mm -hmm. so i know in some fields they're separate mm. like you get your master's first and then you go to a doctorate program but for me it was combined yeah. so Traditionally, it would be four to six years. Mm -hmm. Well, let me. Do. We have it's a little bit different for us because we have something. We have like what's called an internship that's required. Okay. Um, it's kind of like a residency for medical school. <laughs> that's okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, 
it's it's weird. It's called an internship, but you leave, you go external to do it. Right. Um, and then we have externships where you stay internal to do them. It, it it's weird. Why 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 um, why do they do why do they call that an external? I don't, an I don't understand. You, you never figured I really it out. I don't know. Yeah. I've asked many people. I'm like, you realize this makes no sense. And they're like, yeah, I know. Yeah. That's just what we call it. I just want to let you know your teeth look really great right now. I don't know. Just letting you know. They just, you're, 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 yeah. Wow, you're taking good care, great care of them. My dentist would be very happy. Yeah. Um, um, we could talk about that. But um, <laughs> um, dentists are technically doctors as well, right? That's a, that's an interesting thing. They are, dentists, you got to do quite a bit of school. And they right. often have sort of like uh, residencies or postdocs, some sort of a, no know, way. advanced training. They have postdoctoral work that they do well that's not the right term i guess but like after you get your degree yeah i think you still expected to sort of practice under someone for a few years gotcha just like a residency residency. because when a doctor is at residency he's actually an md um right 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 you call them doctor yeah right right like like if i interacted with residents like uh on my internship, I would refer to them as doctor in certain contexts. Um, so even though they're not like licensed to practice independently, they are because they still need to finish their residency. They have their degree, right? Um, so it's kind of like me right now. If I have my degree, but like the idea is I'm um, not quite ready to go out on my own. Yeah, yeah. And so i'm sorry i completely interrupted you so you have to do an internship and an ex or an externship and then you go forward and then you yeah, do more. yeah yeah so um so like basically you have your four to six years that would be you know coursework mm-hmm. dissertation um you know the traditional phd stuff and then we add one extra okay uh plus one for the internship year okay. so in total it would be like five to seven years i guess Wow, um, five to seven years post the uh, uh, five to seven years maybe include that might include your master's or might not, right? Uh, no, it would. If it's a separate program, usually then it's shorter. So like I know some and and I think it's in counseling they have some that are you get a two year master's at one institution, then you apply to a different institution for three more years to get the PhD. Gotcha. So then it would be five years total. Five years total. Okay. Five years. All right. That's, that's And that's probably the average, I would say. Five years. That's a long time. You know what I mean? Like, you, <laughs> right? It's it's a, it's a it's funny because you think of your 20s and – or, you know, whatever you, else you decide to get, get this. But let's just say typically someone usually, you know – I'm sure there's a lot of differences here and you could speak to that. People going out and working for a really long time and coming back and getting their PhD maybe in their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, 60s, uh-huh. whatever. But you know, like yourself and many others, I'm assuming, um, you're you know, there's folks who are just like, all right, I'm just gonna you know just power through this and I'm gonna go like one to one to one to one academia, academia, academia. I want to do my research. I want to do this. Now, that puts you at like you're already 22 on average, right? When you graduate college, right? And then two well, more well. years, you got your master's. Okay, you're 24. Five more years, you're 29. Okay, you're basically near. You're basically 30, and then you've started your, you've gotten your, your doctorate, and then you could kind well. of you're you're and you you chose to go and do a postdoctoral work, right? 
but you could do you could go and just go be a be a person and go around and tell folks on the road like hey I'm a t- listen to me I'm a doctor all right um <laughs> uh, like you better you better listen to me I'm Dr. Dave all right and I I'm look at my name and then you know when you fill out all those forms you could be filling out forms be happy like I I'm a doctor look at doctor form I'm not the mister I'm not this I'm not that I'm a doctor and I, I did I did do that recently did it feel good did it feel good it 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 felt kind of cool and then also kind of like i don't know narcissistic at the same time yeah i'd imagine (laughs) uh uh, and i was like yeah i don't know how often i'm actually gonna do that but uh you know do you that's another thing i want to talk about is titles and and all of that but it's interesting to like fin it to be like like starting your to think about the life that way is like not healthy right i'm starting my life when i'm finished with schooling i'm starting my life once this is over i mean i think i feel i felt that way when i was in college like i'm gonna start my life when college Mm -hmm. is over that's when my life is gonna start you know and it's not i mean a a mentally healthy way of looking at things but i'm sure i'm assuming i'm not the only person that fly uh that feels that way uh when uh, they're going through the kind of the, the rounds of training, right? Studying and learning, feeling like they're preparing for something light. Things haven't started yet. You know, how do you feel about that long process? How'd that feel? I mean, I, I didn't mind it because, mm, mm-hmm. you know, essentially like there's certain things that I wanted to be able to do, right? I wanted to be able to research the kind of things I was interested in. I wanted to be able to be a therapist. And so like, it's all like in the service of getting to that point. Right. Um, And like, I wasn't able to just do it after my, you know, undergrad degree. Mm -hmm. That just wasn't an option. Right. Um, Like, like physically, like technically, like physically, it is not an option in America. Legally. Like legally, like legally, that's the better. (laughs) I cannot get licensed in almost. Maybe there's a few states where you can with a bachelor's, but almost every state you oh, can. Oh, really? Um, and, you know, no one's going to give a bachelor's, uh, you know, a decent-sized grant. Um, you know, mm-hmm. that's just not how, that's just not how you know, the academia stuff works. It's not how um, it's done. Gotcha. So, um, you know, for me it was, like, exciting because I was sort of like, getting closer to doing these things that I really wanted to do. And you actually get to start doing them, right? Like in my second year, I was doing my, my thesis, you know, mm-hmm. a, a research project on my own, mm-hmm. um, you know, with the help of my mentor, I was seeing clients on my own, like under supervision. So like I'm doing the things I want to be doing in mm-hmm. graduate school. Like it's essentially like the job I would want to be having. Right. Um, All right. It's just that, like, I need support and training when I first start that job. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I mean, that's that's kind of how how I viewed it of, like, in some ways, like, it allowed me to do the things I wanted to do sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I could have gotten a job, um, you know, uh, you know, with my bachelor's in psych either you know, working at a hospital or something or, sure. you know, work for some sort of company or something, but I wouldn't have been able to actually do the things I wanted to do, which, right. you know, 
during the PhD I was doing. I didn't have to wait till I was done mm -hmm. to do those. I mean, I had I have to wait to be totally independent. Right. Like I have to I have to have a faculty member, you know, uh, mentoring my research. I have to have a supervisor, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of therapy. But like I'm still getting to do those things. Right. Yeah, that's you know that's actually really interesting because you see in some jobs like people work right like apprenticeships right but like and then they go people apprentice for trades and stuff and then they go and do it on their own right and that's that's more formal and it's very more similar to what you did right and but another thing happens in in the in like the world of working uh, where people work jobs for a while and then they were like they're like huh. I could do this on my own, so I'm going to go and be a consultant. I'm going to go and mm -hmm. be a this. I'm right. going to go do this. And it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of, um, do you think that some people see it differently than you? Do you think that, like, you could see it happening? Or, like, you maybe tendentially you kind of felt like that was happening, um, you know, along the way? Or maybe to, you've had discussions with people and people are like, I just can't wait to just get out there in the world or – I don't know. You were in it. I was. Oh yeah. 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 No, there, there's plenty of people, and there's all there's also people who just leave the doctoral program. Like yeah. on average, we had one person leave each each year. No way, really. Um, for, for a variety of yeah. reasons. Um, wow. And uh, uh, hearing for talking with other programs, that's not an uncommon sort of percentage. It's about like one out of eight, you know. Um. And, you know, I think that, like, some people don't like always having to – you can't really be independent, right? Like, Because right. the idea is you're not ready to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, like, you know, some mentors are better than others. Some mm -hmm. supervisors are better than others. And right. when people feel like they don't have a good mentor or supervisor, they start thinking, man, I think this would be – more enjoyable if I, if I was just on my own mm -hmm. like this isn't this isn't fun for me right right um i want to be able to uh i would do things differently um you know i don't agree and i've got to sort of like you know play by the rules mm. do what my mentor supervisor wants and so people you know talk about i just can't wait to be done where i can like i can just decide what i'm going to do wow. you know yeah um I mean, in some ways, it's similar to like a, a job with a boss, right? Yeah, it's you not to, that. Different. You have to follow. Yeah, right. Like you get you have limitations and stuff. Yeah. Um, you ever work a job you don't so... like and then leave it? <laughs> yeah, people do that, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. But that's kind of what it is. But it seems kind of weird that it's like a, it's, I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, I know we keep bringing up the job analogy, but like, I mean, I've very much felt like graduate school was closer to a job than college 2.0. Um, ah, that's like a really good point. Thinking, I going in, so I came in right out of undergrad. I hadn't mm -hmm. worked a few years after, which is actually uncommon for clinical psych. Right. Um, yeah. 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 I thought so. Was, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I was like, Oh yeah. I mean, this will be like college, but like the courses will be harder and like more interesting and, Right. Uh, but, you know, it'll, it'll be similar. Like, I was like, I'll, I'll keep on my schedule, you know, like, wake up at, you know, noon, stay yeah. up till 3 a.m. or something. Schedule all your classes really late. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> do my homework at night. 
Um, and it's just not at all like that. Yeah. Like you have to get a stipend, you have essentially a part-time job where you're working 20 hours a week, you know, mm -hmm. grading or TAing or research assistant. Um, you know, you've got like a ton of stuff. Like there really isn't, you know, when you look, when I look back at like undergrad, you had so much free time. Um, I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, you might have been different with engineering, but with psychology, like, I mean, I was doing maybe max 30 hours of work a week. <laughs> we had very different college experiences. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> this That's is hilarious. the benefits of leaving engineering. Um, you tried to tell so me like, earlier, right? <laughs> if only we told you told me <laughs> you warned me. <laughs> Start hanging out, junior. I was like, it's too late, John. I was like, I'm taking acting classes, Dave. I'm taking them. I'm taking all these really cool courses where I talk. Where like you know, it's it's not computers. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> oh man, yeah, no. So but, yeah, um, you had a lot more free time, like, I guess. You know, okay. Yeah. And maybe that's more typical yeah, I mean, of, of in, in the college realm uh, than not typical, you would say. I mean, I, I, I mean it, it depends, right? Like, it was your I experience, yeah. From, I come from, like, a wealthy family, so, like, I didn't have to work a part-time job and stuff, you mm -hmm. know, to go through college. And so, like, that obviously makes a difference. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, definitely not everyone's experience, but that was – that was what was mine. Right. And so, you know, then going to graduate school, it's really like, oh, okay, like now you're working more like, you know, instead of 20 to 30 hours a week, you're doing like 50 to 60. Um, and like, you know, it's the most efficient way to work is not usually like noon to, you know, two or something. No, 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 um, no, 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 no. Be, you know, early to bed, early to rise, uh, yeah. whatever the benjamin franklin said yeah he said um, somebody catches a worm and then he gets a doctorate after when he's 30 yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. sounds about right <laughs> yeah. um so you know it was really like and it and it it's also like where i learned professionalism of mm. like you know as like a college student like it's just not expected that you know you can wear whatever you want you, right you know you wear wet right you know how you you know you have to talk to professors and stuff but like in general it's not sort of like the professional environment that you might learn about working at an office or something right. or a hospital it's more like high so school. that was it's the other high schoolish thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah yeah you know the other whole thing was like learning that of like you know how to you know converse and power dynamics and you know in the in the uh work environment yeah um so I, that was, I think it's a bit of a misnomer when people say like, um, at least for, you know, PhD program that it's like college 2.0 or something like, no, it's yeah. like, it's like your first job. You're, you know, just probably not getting paid nearly as much. Do you, were you, was it hard to like, because, okay. So you're enjoying what you're doing. You're basically doing like an apprenticeship right it's just basically like i think that's what people may not understand maybe i don't understand it yeah. maybe everybody else in the world maybe i'm gonna go across the street and i'm gonna talk to a guy i'll be like hey dude you, you know about getting your phd and he's gonna be like yeah dude it's basically like working a job 
I don't know if most, many people see it that way, though. <laughs> okay? I don't, I don't know. I think people see it like, oh, man, PhD, it takes eight years, I heard. Like, it takes ten, it takes 20 years of your life. Um, you're you're going to, you know, uh, you're gonna, and you're going to go in a cave, and then you're going to start bringing a go come out, and it's, you know, it's, it's going to be time travel to the, you know, you'll be like, oh, the light, and uh, then you're going to have your PhD, you know, and that's how I thought it was, you know, and it kind of makes more sense. It sounds kind of cool, actually. It's like you're, you're taking, you're like, oh, I'm super interested in this, this thing I like, right? So I'm just going to keep learning about it, and then I'm going to practice it with this mentor structure, and it's like something that's probably existed in, like, we're talking about, like, in the world, like we we're talking about the Western world, I think in the world for a really long time, the idea that you have someone oh, yeah. teaching you how to do stuff. Like, meanwhile, the rest of us, right, what else are we doing? We're getting out into the workplace and maybe we have a mentor. Maybe, like, some companies are structured really well and they, have, they set up mentorship and, um, and I've experienced a lot of that. Um, and then, uh, you know, but for the most part, like, when you're just out there, right, like, we, and you're not, you're going from a bachelor's to a, to a, to a master's and you're like okay so you're 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 already set up there's all these roles that are clearly defined for people this is the mentor this is the your professor you're pointing to this is the professor that you're grading for this is the these are the students mm -hmm. in the classroom that you're grading the stuff for this is your research this is this is this is this and everything is kind of categorized kind of like um roles are clearly defined kind of like a video game in video games everything's really clear clearly defined so it's easy you just kind of go right and it's easy to do that for a really long time because you're like oh this is all really clearly defined that's the that's the guy i got that's the target this is the thing this is the this and this is the this i gotta do this to this to this 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 and then i'll get there yeah i mean yeah. I, I i think that's part of it to clarify just as you were speaking like there is this you know a big part of it is sort of like independence in terms of like each sort of silo right mm -hmm. so like for my thesis it wasn't like i was told okay so you're going to study this and here's the data here's how you analyze it you're going to read these articles okay. write it up it was like all right what are you going to do <laughs> that's cool uh well uh, i think maybe i'll do this okay, okay. well uh <laughs> go, go find Go find some data or collect some data. Uh, here's, you know, the library password. Go figure out what, read what articles you're going to need to read. Right. Um, you know, so, you know, you knew you had to do this thesis and you've got this mentor, but it's definitely not like uh, a hand-holding apprenticeship. Yes. Like you get more so in like, you know, high school and college. Right, right, right. Not like uh, you're, you're not, they're not like, you know, your guidance counselor being like, Make sure you apply to your dream school at the top, and then you put your your not so uh, the school you don't want to go do so much at the bottom, and then you, it's like, uh, no, which school are you gonna go to? Cool, you gonna write a paper? Go. <laughs> all right, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah. Go. And you can be like, hey, what do you think of this school? And then I'll give you your opinion. And, right. Um, you know, oh, do you, how many should I apply to? Oh, I think this number. Um, but then at the end of the day, you you know, you're still going ahead and doing it. Right, you're going out on your own. You're coming home. 
and you got your you i remember you talking to me during this whole process and like you're like i actually schedule like hours out of the day i could be wrong about this but I th i'm pretty sure you told me this you schedule hours you're like these are my times that i have to set because i'm working this kind of job part-time job where i'm doing my research you know mm -hmm. i'm working you know i'm doing this i'm doing these running this study and and then I'm coming home and I need to make sure I take some little bit of time just to make sure I, I work on my thesis every day, every day, just a little bit mm -hmm. to make sure it gets done. And, um, yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the hardest parts I think about the second half of your PhD. The first half you're doing more classes. It's a bit more structured, but like the dissertation, right? You're the idea is that's like, you know, really a an independent contribution almost. I mean, it's not really independent because you still have a mentor and stuff, but, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's, you know, really kind of you going out, you know, on your own without, without the training wheels. Um, and, um, you know, you, you gotta like balance and manage time for this like two year project. Right. Like if you think like a semester long project is is hard to like manage, you know, now you've got this two year long thing and mm -hmm. you you can't procrastinate a dissertation. Like you can't you can't do it the night before. Right. Um, so you really got to like, you know, sort of, you know, you'll you'll have later in graduate school. OK, here's like two days out of the week where nothing's planned. It's just work on your dissertation. Right. And so it's like, okay, man, that's so much time. Like, you know, you got to learn to sort of organize it and stay productive and efficient um, because you do need that time to get it done. Mm -hmm. um, and no one's telling you, hey, you got to wake up at eight mm -hmm. and work on the introduction section. Right. And then, you know, in the afternoon, you've got to analyze the data. It's like, you know. So I think that's like a, a big skill you end up learning is sort of like time management and big project management. Um, Cause that's just part of, you know, research in the PhD. Yeah. I think that that's what happened to me because the course load felt for me, it felt like a lot, like when I was doing engineering and it was like, I, my life became within Google calendar. <laughs> I lived within oh. Google calendar. My live by Google calendar. I, my tap my my all my dates for my assignments were set up in calendar and like mm -hmm. everything was just i became I, I i became this very schedule oriented person so much so that when you book this it was a scheduled <laughs> you booked talking to me and do us being able to do this i sent you a link to book my calendar right like right, i'm just right. so schedule based and it's not because i'm an organized person it's because i'm such a disorganized person that i really need a calendar to keep myself together <laughs> you know what i mean like and right. uh, it's kind of scary how long is a thesis um so like because you have like you know tables and formatting and stuff like it'll get pretty long so like i don't know the thesis was probably something like 50 pages and the dissertation 100 or something but like if you like actually distilled it down to just like the pages that yeah. were pure writing mm -hmm. it's probably half of that um but it's like it's uh -oh. really distilled like knowledge like really precise talking like you're not like 
hey, so I was thinking about this psychological concept where <laughs> I, I, I was just thinking about it. And, you know, it just struck me in the middle of the day. I was sitting on my couch. I was thinking, hmm, wow, people think differently sometimes. And it's like, no, no, no. It's really specific and it's like very precise. And each sentence is like really well researched. I'm sure a lot goes into each paragraph, right? There's content. Like there's no fluff. There's no getting away with fluff sentences like we'd write in high school, right? And there's no getting away with increasing right. the period size, so it's big enough that, <laughs> that, 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 that it goes more pages. Oh, man. You, you, I mean, one of the big changes from undergrad to grad writing is you now want to write concisely rather than write long. Right. You know, like in... In, in undergrad, you have these word limits and page limits, and, like, you write to them. Right. Um, minimums. You had word minimums. School, like, yeah, yeah, right. They're minimums and they're, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're right, yeah, yeah. And, and now you have these word maximums where they're, like, like this, this needs to be 3,000 words. Hopefully he comes back. Dave looks great here, though. But there he is. Okay, you. We just lost you for a second. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I know you had looked like you had froze a bit. Yeah. Okay. So you're back. But uh, you were saying. Um. Yeah, I was just saying like the the style of writing is so different than undergrad. Um, you know, if you want it to be short, you want it to be concise, like those are good things. Um, because, you know, everyone's, I assume this is probably true of like an industry and any job, like people have limited time, like they don't want to read any more than they need to. Right. And so if you can get your ideas across, you know, and, and a thousand words rather than two thousand words, then that's gonna be better. And if you, so, do you miss it? Do you miss being in the the in you're in postdoc? Do you miss being in the that 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 world anymore? I so I most people in my program do five years. PhD plus the internship and I did six years plus the internship and part of it was because I did like graduate school so much and I didn't really want to leave right uh, like learning was just like a really fun thing um, you know like you don't have like that much responsibility like it's it's not like I had like faculty meetings to go to and had to you know, teach full courses and stuff. It was like, oh, I get to like, you know, work on my dissertation and work on other papers, you know, related to topics I'm interested in. And, um, you know, I can sort of pick my schedule. Like I ended up doing sort of like 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. type schedule. Mm -hmm. um, and I also just, I really do genuinely like learning. And I remember being concerned, like, oh, once I become a professor, like, I won't be able to keep learning. And I was like, mm. I don't know. That doesn't sound like a job I want actually. Mm -hmm. um, and so, 
you know, I decided I applied for faculty jobs and postdocs, but I realized really I wanted a postdoc because I wanted to be able to keep learning. So um, a, a postdoc, I'm sorry, cut, keep going. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's a part of a postdoc, right, is, is uh, a lot of continued learning. And you're doing research, right, in your, in your postdoc, right? That's the, that's the, the concern is that you're helping, uh, you know, maybe a professor uh, achieve, like, get something done, right? Like some, some research mm -hmm. done, right? And yep. uh, so you think that this going forward, you think you want to be doing, uh, continue be to do, can you just add just forever? I don't know what the Latin term is. Add something. Forever do, the, do postdocs. What's that? L. Is that called add uh, L? Is that, is that what it is? Okay, add L. Do, I don't do. know if that's Latin or not, but that's like uh, for academia, like, you know, these authors at L, and then it could be like a hundred other authors. Oh, really? Okay, interesting. Yeah, do you want to just do this forever? <laughs> Keep doing postdocs? Um, I mean, so in some areas, multiple postdocs is the norm like i know in in neuroscience that's like a common thing mm -hmm. um to do multiple um for clinical psych like in my area that's not necessarily the norm mm -hmm. um i have thought about it because i do like learning and stuff and like I, again part of it is i come from a, a wealthy family and so I, i'm not like needing to get a higher salary to pay off student loan debt and things like that. Right. So I can I can stay on a postdoc salary. Um, so, but, you know, I've been talking to a lot of different professors and stuff, and they were saying how they feel like they've actually learned more post-PhD than during their PhD. Um, really? Which I was surprised at. Uh, you know, I sort of, and probably like you were like, oh, well, you learn everything during school school and then you know what you know and then you use it right after you know once you start your job mm -hmm. um as a faculty member um but you know they were saying that's really not the the case is there's just you know there's sort of the old saying of like the more you know about something the more you realize you don't know yes absolutely um and like that was so much of my experience in graduate school is like I mean, I just was saying to my friend the other day, I was like, I bet I could have like a hundred lifetimes and I still like would not know that much about therapy. <laughs> um, and that's like genuinely what I believe. There's just so much. It's so complicated. So um, much. Um, and I'm sure like people in other fields feel similarly. Absolutely. Um, and so... You know, I'm ex so now I'm I'm sort of more excited about the idea of being a faculty member because I know I, I am going to keep learning stuff. So you're in clinical. So what's a little confusing is that so you're you're in clinical psychology, but you're not going to become a clinical psychologist. You're gonna you want to become a faculty member, right? That's so that yeah yeah. If you can explain yeah. that for me. Yeah, clinical psych is a little bit of a, a, a unique piece. PhD that's probably different than any other well not any other but a, a lot of others and that it has like a practice applied component um, you know so if you like get your PhD in physics it's not like you're necessarily learning at the same time you know how to do some sort of applied practice or job mm -hmm. um, 
And so, like, um, with clinical psych, you're essentially learning, like, all the research that you would with, like, a, you know, PhD in physics, but then you're also learning all the therapy stuff that you'd learn, you know, in a PsyD program or, you know, a master's in counseling or something. Okay. Um, and so there's really, like, two different jobs you can go. Okay. Um, that's, you can go, like, okay, be a researcher, or you can go and be a therapist or, like, a clinician. You could do, you know, assessments, sure. things in therapy. Right. Um, and so, you know, that's a little bit unique, I think, from other PhDs where you can go into industry and like there are jobs outside of academia, but you didn't really have an apprenticeship that set you up for that job like right. we do in clinical psych. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah. So I want to do more of the research stuff than be a, a faculty member. Um, but I also actually enjoy the therapy a lot. So I want to do some of that on the side as well i want to try to do them it's yeah. harder to do a mix and people have said that to me throughout um that's kind of the way the field works is it it's sort of is like pick one or the other mm. um and so I, I think you have to pick one you're more dominantly doing and mm. so i'm i'm sort of gonna probably be more so research and faculty member will be like the main thing but then i do want to mm uh, you know, be doing therapy stuff on the side. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. That's interesting. And, and, and I've compared that to, uh, some, fa some, some famous, uh, people before, but I'm not going to mention who, uh, with, with you. And I've said, Oh, you're going to be like this guy that I, that's in popular culture that I'm not going to mention. Uh, and you're <laughs> like, yeah, you're like, Oh, it's kind of like that. Cause that guy, uh, writes, writes books, you know, is a teacher, and and does there and talks about the therapy that he conducts so you know uh mm -hmm. so, yeah so that's really cool that you know to you want to have it all and that's really interesting though i think that's really i think to me that's that's like a that that's a very interesting way to to approach things because you're you're getting to you're getting this cool experience of like getting to teach kids not kids students right um like I'm folks. starting to call them kids too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's when you it's when you realize you're getting older. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, not, I'm definitely not getting younger. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, oh man. So you know you're teaching them, and you're going back, and you're also like practicing, and then you go back to them, and then you're kind of this figure of a person who they could see both sides, you know, you're like, Oh, this is kind of, I could see this kind of academic, uh, you know, Dr. Dave, the, 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 you know, uh, you know, he's in, you know, he's a professor. Um, but also he's practicing, you know, and, uh, and maybe I kind of, it, when I was, when I was learning, I, I always wanted to ask my teachers like, so like, where, where are we going to use this stuff? And mm -hmm. like, and, and so, and a lot of them, they saw, they, we would get jobs that were different than the stuff we were learning. Right. And so, and like, like vastly different. Right. But within technology. Right. But they were not the same as the, the, the things that we were learning about. Right. And right. I actually talked to a teacher about it once and, you know, and like when they, when, one teacher found out, one professor found out like what I was going to go do. 
And they're like, they literally looked at me like I was crazy. They're like, what? Well, you should be doing this heavily technical engineering field job. And I'm like, uh, well, I didn't, I, I was like, I was literally like, I don't know. You know, I, I thought it was kind of funny uh, when the professor said that. And then I said, uh, then, th then she retorted, uh, oh yeah, you know, but you know what? I know you like talking to people a lot, so you're probably going to like it <laughs> doing, you know, your talky, talky person job, but you probably should be doing this really techie job. This really, this really like nitty gritty and like, like, you know, engineering -y job. But a lot of people went mm. on to do like, not, not that, not exactly what we practice in school. And so right. you, but you're practicing it. You know what I mean? And so like, it's kind of cool. I think that's, I think it's cool to get both sides. And I'm a person who likes, I just never, I'm never satisfied like with anything. Yeah. So, so I always need yeah. more. I need this. I need to experience life this way and I need it that way. So I don't know. I just it's, want. It's actually, I think one of the hardest parts about the PhD is again, cause like the more, you know, the more you realize what you don't know. Right. And you're like, I want to know this. I want to know this. I want to know this. And right. it's like, there's just not enough time. Like, not enough time, not enough energy. Like, you know, at some point you got to pick saying, okay, I'm going to be good at this, but not great at it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be, you know, try to get great at this. And maybe this other thing, I'm really just okay. Yeah. Um, you just can't be great at everything. I mean, maybe yeah. there's some super human clinical psychologists out there, but yeah there's some there's some people out there that are just geniuses right and they're just like oh i could do everything yeah. you know and it's I, you know what you're saying it's so funny because it's like everything is just analogous to everything else right like it's like oh i want to but oh but, but oh man i'm practicing guitar right now but man i really want to learn the drums it's like it's like oh man i want to do this oh man but i really want to do that too oh man but i really want to do that too oh man i want to really i really want to learn to draw to draw but like oh man I, I it's got to take me a long time to get really good at this to be able to like draw anything with any sort of any sort of substance but oh man but I, if i don't practice guitar today then i'm gonna lose i'm gonna forget this and it's the same thing you know and it's mm -hmm. like it's like you can't do everything like there's so many fascinating aspects to psychology especially like uh, you know you could you could go down a number of routes right and there's even you know there's a lot of subjects that i'm interested in. i'm like oh what about that what about that what about that what about that but you have to mm -hmm. you have to pick and you picked um so what did you pick to go down what's your what's your rabbit hole so the the research i focused on like the sub area during graduate school was the measurement of well-being so like mm -hmm. one of the things i was interested in was like you know, not only sort of distress and symptoms, but also sort of like, you know, what helps people, um, you know, sort of have these aspects of life that makes it worthwhile and, you know, interesting and satisfying that aren't captured by, you know, sort of psychiatric medical symptoms and, um, you know, some of these negative constructs, you know, of things like, you know, meaning in life, purpose in life, um, you know, self-esteem, self-compassion, self-acceptance, um, you know, things like um, also sort of like flow and engage, you know, engagement of sort of when you're really like loving something and you're just totally mm -hmm. engrossed in it. Um, and so... 
I then like I sort of had an interest in you know I come from an engineering background mm-hmm. right so I had some of like the math stuff that I I liked and I minored in philosophy and so I liked some of that stuff and so what I oh, found okay. myself gravitating towards was like you know sort of this issue of measurement and quantitative measurement in psychology you know of how like we have these such big ideas that are very like interesting and abstract and like you know to be um you know quantitative science we have to you know assign numbers to these different constructs Mm -hmm. and it was like you know do these numbers actually mean what we think they mean and how do we decide that and um i I mean, I think it's probably what makes psychology so hard is, you know, the measurement just is really imprecise. Yeah. Um, and difficult um, to get, right? Yeah. And so, I, oh, yeah. I mean, and so I sort of ended up focusing a lot on that of like, okay, like, you know, what is it that we're measuring? How can we maybe measure it better? How can we like, you know, mathematically model it better and things like that? And so you, you would say that your fo- focus in – your doctorate is in uh, – is in – I thought – see, I understood it. You were like a statistical psychologist. That's what your thing th- – that's your thing. But it's – is it more focused on this well-being uh, uh, number, uh, trying to get that number quantified and all that stuff? Or is it, are you just a general, cause like, is your thing like, oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm Dr. Dave. My specialty is, is the well-being number. <laughs> um, I like that. It's a nice ring to it. Um, I mean, there, there are like, so most fields in social science have like a statistics specialization. So sure. like quantitative psychology, quantitative sociology, um, biostatistics and stuff. So like you can just specialize in the statistics and, you know, the math of that field. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not get that PhD. I didn't, you can get a PhD in quantitative psychology. I got a PhD in clinical psychology. Oh, um, okay. I, I'm a good friend. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but like to do quantitative research, um, you have to learn statistics, uh-huh. um, right? Because that's the th- those are the tools you use to sort of uh, draw conclusions from the quantitative d- data. And uh-huh. so I ended up kind of having a it was almost like a minor or a concentration in quantitative psychology. Um, oh, okay. All right, that helps me understand it a little better. Okay, so you have a doctorate in clinical psychology. Um, yeah. Uh, and that means like helping people, right? Like, like through therapy, right? That's, that's what clinical psychology means, right? Clinical is actually broader than that. I know I've been saying therapy a lot because that's like one of my main interests, but like you can get a degree in clinical psychology and actually do like no therapy or helping people. You could do like (laughs) assessment stuff. Right. Um, or you could do gotcha. like sort of basic, more basic research on like the genetics of, you know, a disorder where you're not necessarily interested in how to treat it. You're focused more so on like, you know, the, the genetic causes or something. So, so what, so what does clinical mean? Clinical means 
like having to do with um, uh, what w- the term would be like psychopathology or psychiatric disorders uh, or okay. mental mm. uh, disorders. Gotcha. Um, so it could be the treatment of them, but it could also be other things. Just a study of them, like okay. Causes, assessment, yeah, the general study of it. Right, because you're not you're not going out there and being like, being like, uh, being like, why did we develop these mental faculties? That's like evolutionary psychology, or what is the what is the neurochemical uh, um, that might be involved in the disorders? Uh, you know, effects of like what what is psychology in a you know how does it happen in you know what is it? in a chemical way and like that's like maybe like you know neurochemistry or whatever that's different okay i gotcha so this is the study of kind of disorders basically right uh to to be like like really um to uh, to sum it up kind of all right yeah i feel so stupid like do you feel like these are dumb questions like it uh, it feels like that's a dumb question i I don't i mean some of these things i didn't know when i started graduate (laughs) Do you think people? I mean, yeah, go ahead. You don't know until you're in it, right? Do you think there's? Do you think some people you know that know you may not understand what it is you do? Oh, I, Other mean, than I, me. I assume like most people outside of academia don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of the whole I, point of this thing. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say I have a friend from high school who is does. I think industrial engineering, like something very different than clinical psychology. Yeah. But like we actually have been able to like uh, connect on just academia in general and getting a PhD in general. And like there's things that he gets Mm -hmm. when I talk to him that like, you know, like my parents wouldn't understand or my brother or something. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because it's like a unique little world of academia and there's all these sort of you know, little bits of the culture that you pick up and can relate to. That's interesting. It's its own world, right? And it, but at the same time, it's analogous to our world, right? And but it's just interesting because it's like, like I, I think, I think I'm a pretty good friend, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I thought I would understand, and like, so I started this whole thing because I was like, you know, I just kind of want to better understand this, and something that fascinates me, and the reason I wanted to touch on PhD is like you know, like, what do you have to do to get it? But you, you did a very good job of explaining how to get there. And so thank you for that. Um, but like, like, what did it, what did you go through? Like, you know what I mean? Like, is it different than what I, what I go through? But it doesn't actually sound that different in some ways. It just sounds like, here's the thing. Like, you really got to know what you want out of life a little bit. Like, I mean, you could kind of like, you're, you're, Okay, you start with this really broad thing. You could do anything in the world, right? Right. You could do anything, right? And then you go and you study this, get this bachelor's degree, and you could do a lot of things, right? Still a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And then you get a master's, you go to this, and then you're like, I'm going to spend the next five years doing this, and that's longer than that bachelor's or that master's was. And it's like, you really got to – I know you could kind of, like, decide along the way, like, make these little decisions along the way, but that kind right. of – that decision tree gets smaller and smaller in scope, Um in in broadness like it's like if halfway along the way you decide i want to like you're like oh man i forgot i actually just really want to um play in a rock band and and you're like oh oops (laughs) oops you know and even though there are a lot of doctorates in punk 
I just gotta. Uh, I don't know if you knew wow. that. Wow, There's a cool. crap ton. There's a crap ton. It's really weird. It happens in punk for some reason. I don't know what it is. Huh. Lead singers with doctorates and usually like heavily scientific uh, offspring. That guy's. Oh, uh so you're saying they didn't get a PhD in punk music? No, they got a PhD in something else, and then just Science. became a punk. Yeah, punk rocker. Yeah, huge, wow. punk, huge punk bands, man. Uh, uh, bands that are bigger than some of the stuff I the, than this album I got. No effects, uh, as big as big as No Effects and um, Bad Religion. He's he's a um, he has a doctorate in. Um, in uh biology in evolution he specializes evolution the uh lead singer of uh of of the offspring has some i think it's chemistry um really? yeah and uh the you know the offspring right you you may not know bad religion yeah, yeah. yeah but you know offspring yeah, and yeah. uh i don't know if you know the band the descendants he also has a doctorate uh yeah they're a less a less popular but these are really big acts like in punk man they're like they're, right, right. they're, they're huge. Um, like so much so that like, I mean, I mean, they're like, I knew, I know somebody who we both know somebody who has a brother that went to a very good school, um, that actually took a course with the lead singer of bad religion, uh, in yeah. evolutionary, like, uh, yeah, evolutionary theory or something, you know? And, wow. got to, and he, so he teaches, but he's in one of the, the probably one of the biggest pu punk acts of all time. Probably it, it, when it comes to the genre of punk in the top 10 of punk, period. Um, and it's know. crazy. And they have doctorates and they become rock bands. Crazy, right? I always wonder. I was like, what? It's like, what's what the heck, man? Uh, I'm <laughs> how do you do that? <laughs> I mean, clearly, clearly multi-talented. Right. Yeah, yeah. There's something to it. I wonder why. Yeah, they're, they're, like there's some kind of draw to from with with punk and like and like I don't know, like wanting to I don't know, being really interested in knowledge, I guess. I mean, I, but um going from that, I, it's just interesting cuz it's like you I so those guys they're they, you know, they're multi-talented in that sense that they're able to to do these all these things at once, but they're not the normal, right? And they're not they're so how do you feel um, about like you know go like zoning in? You know how, is that was that hard? Is that in that way? Like did you ever think to yourself, hmm, man, I'm really <laughs> I'm pretty much uh, I've uh, dug myself uh, into uh, a very specific corner here. Right, I'm, I'm the well-being numbers guy. Yeah, um, yeah right, exactly. I'm Doctor Dave, the well-being number man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, so I, I did realize I didn't want to do that, uh, topic for the rest of my career mm -hmm. is I wanted to, to branch out. And so that was one of the other reasons I wanted to do a postdoc is mm -hmm. it gave me the time and opportunity to branch out. Mm -hmm. So like now I'm looking, um, like I'm hoping to uh, apply for a grant where I'm looking at sort of what predicts increases in well-being during therapy mm, um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so you know it's still like involved with well-being but like i want to bring sort of a, a more applied sort of therapy angle to the research um and so you know i'm hoping that postdoc can then sort of help me shift that a bit okay. um 
and that's that's not uh, that's not like uncommon. You also have people like professors who, after like getting tenure, they suddenly like decide they want to study something totally different, mm-hmm. um, and that does happen. Yeah, it's it's so funny because you, you say like, oh, I. I, I, I wanted to I, I decided I wanted to study something different so I'm gonna study the, the I want to study the quantitative assessment of this thing of this thing within psychology but you know what I mean like it's is you're still being ultra specific right you know and yeah yeah, yeah you know it, sure. it, yeah it, you must have do you think that it takes like a real like just super passion to do it super love I, I mean I do think you you have to like learning and like sort of have some sort of like curiosity as like a motivator. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you don't have to, but I think it'll make it more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of like even when reading other people's research, like, oh, you want to know what they found, you know, you want to know what, you know, the, uh, you know, the synthesis of the literature says. Um, so then, you know, you spend three hours reading the article or something, um, you know, like this, you know, the grant that I'm, uh, helping on with the professor, it'll probably be like overall, like a 10 year process from like the initial formulation of the idea to when like, you know, the final paper is published in the journal. Mm. Um, and so like, that's not a short term reward. (laughs) <laughs> you right. have to you have to be okay with these delayed rewards in academia sure and i think you know uh there has to be something you know internal that's motivating you because there's just not that frequent of external uh you know rewards when it comes to but i mean just with you like i just know with me okay i'm a person who lives in uh, yeah, yeah. uh, uh like you know in college i had an existential crisis in, I have existential crises, man. I'm a person of existential crisis, right? Um, sounds like yeah. you're a human being. Yeah, sounds like I'm a person, right? <laughs> Maybe. Somewhere along the line. Maybe I'll, I'll find that <laughs> out. Yeah. Um, so, you never had that, huh? You never was like, uh-oh, what have I done? I'm four, three years into this. P, uh, you know, it, okay, let's just look at the whole academic process. Four plus two... That it's like what you're trying you know it's like a 10-year process total 10 years of higher education right. essentially 10 years okay so you, like imagine like you're like you know you're like halfway through it and you're like uh-oh you know like yourself yourself personally did you have any right, existential right. crisis you're i mean you're a guy you read psychology i mean i know you like existential philosophy because i know you Right. I, yeah, I do. yeah. 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 So uh, we, we had many good existential philosophy discussions. Yes, we did. Um, We're having one I now. Mean, I, wouldn't... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wouldn't call it an existential like crisis. I mean, I, I definitely like. I feel like I had an existential crisis, probably multiple in college. Right. Um, and high and the high school even. Um, but like, I would say it was like a career crisis of like, hey, do I want to do this like is this like actually the career like the job i want to do okay okay um so like i we all used to joke about this uh in our program your backup career it was like okay if you know things get really bad and you decide you're gonna leave the program what uh what are you gonna do Mm -hmm. um so like mine my backup was a high school math teacher 
Um, <laughs> but I, but that was actually like a thought of comfort at times. Like when it was really hard, you were like, well, if it gets too hard, I can always be a high school math teacher. <laughs> right. Like I, I can make that yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And where was this? This uh, is during the post. This is during the doctorate, the doctoral portion. Yeah. 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 I, I'd say it was more so in the first half. Um, yeah. But um, I think you'd make a great uh, math teacher. Just letting you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you. Yeah, thank yeah, you. yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So um, you think about that. You'd fall back on that. I use fallback thoughts sometimes. I think about that sometimes. Just in life and anything. I'm like, oh, I could just. Oh man, it's okay. It's okay. I can yeah, always turn yeah, around. Yeah. I can always turn around. I can always go back. Like I'm, I go out or so. You know, I can always just go do this. I can always go do that. I could go, do that. You know. Yes. Yes. Uh, and yeah. and usually for me when that came was after getting like critical feedback, from like multiple supervisors and mentors, where it just feels like you're doing everything wrong. You know, nothing's going right, mm -hmm. and you're, like, feeling like maybe I'm not that good at this. And then, you know, once you start feeling that, it's not as enjoyable, right, too. Right, right. You know, if you're criticizing yourself and doubting yourself, you're not having as much fun at it. Um, and so, you know, I, I definitely had those moments. That's that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I remember because we used to have talks, right, about, like, what you were going to do next. And I felt like for a while, like, you are like, oh, man, I just – I was like – I'm not going to do, like, I thought I was going down this path, but I don't feel comfortable. Like, you know, I don't want to really do this. I thought I was going to go mm -hmm. ahead and do this. And then I'm going to actually do this. Not that that doesn't happen to all of us, but it's just interesting. It was interesting to watch that happen to you. Cause you, it, it's like, it almost felt when you're an academic, right. You or an academia, right. You think that like, Oh, Oh, you're just going to follow this path. This is the path. Go, go, you know, you do that thing. But really, there's a lot yeah. of choices and a lot of things you could do. I mean, being a professor is really different than being a being a like a, a clinical practicing therapist. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, yep. these are different things. These are different careers. Like, and there are other careers that I'm not mentioning that you could go down. But those are like you know the big ones, right? And like you know, like yep. oh, I want to teach high school psychology. Oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want to, you know, do that. But you know, there's paths and you thought I'm, you, I'm assuming you thought, you know, you had the idea of what you were going to be. And then you did, you know, you, it's kind of funny cause you're kind of adjusting, right. And this is each time you're adjusting, right. You're like, I'm taking this postdoctoral to kind of put me closer to the path I want to be on. Um, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's like, we're all adjusting, right. <laughs> yeah. In a way constantly, you know, we're just like, just riding the ship a little bit. We went this way. We're like, oh, we went too far that way. You got to just go a little bit more this way. And then it's like, oh, go this way. It's interesting. Yeah. 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 I mean, you, you're you someone who's changed careers. You know, I Quite think, a bit. I think it's – they say it's the norm for millennials when you, you know, read different surveys and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I um, – it's it, – but it's interesting because you're – like, um, you're, you're changing within your, like your particular arena, which means that you have to really like right. this field. You know what I mean? Uh, while I've known that other folks, true, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Other folks like are changing like outside the arena. So that's, you know, what they do. Yeah. 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 I mean, you could leave the program, you know, like as and I be said, a math some teacher. people do, and then you change arenas. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you're right. Like, uh, you know, I'm not, not going to be an engineer. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Uh, exactly. And 
do you feel like the PhD is something more people should consider? Um, I, I actually think in clinical psych, it's something that probably less people should consider. And <laughs> I think a lot, a lot of people want to practice and be a therapist. Yeah. And I have the little doctor in front um, of my name. And, you know, the PhD, you know, there's some PhD programs that are like focused more on practice and stuff, but like a research focused PhD, like it's probably, you're probably not necessarily going to like it if you're not interested in doing research and just want to do practice. Yeah. If you want to be, if you want to be working with people, helping people, talking to people and like, you know, practicing therapy, you know, how they probably envision themselves. Right. Then I would say, like, get a, a, a PsyD or a master's or, you know, social work is another route. Like, there's lots of other routes. Um, and, you know, um, I think that, you know, again, like, it worked out for me. Like, there's this, like, sort of culture in psychology of, like, oh, like, if you want to be a therapist, like, you, uh, the best degree is a PhD, so then go get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I, I don't think that's like the best way to work, like look at it. It's more so, okay, what degree is going to get me, you know, to do the job I want to do, gotcha. um, gotcha. you know? And so it worked out for me and that I like ended up liking research and specifically quantitative research. Cause that's what most clinical psych programs focus on. Um, but like, if I didn't end up liking that stuff, then, you know, I probably would have been happier at a society program or a, a master's program. Do you think that, like, so do you feel that you wish that folks understood more about what it, about this whole process? Because, like, people get work, right? Like, people get it. Like, you finish college, you go to work and stuff. Do you wish that people understood it better? I mean, I think... I think something that people don't understand is like the research component Mm -hmm. of like, you know, um, I feel like a lot of like college students, like, especially in the beginning, like think of research as like boring and like annoying of like, Oh, there's a research project. Oh my God. Or Mm -hmm. research paper. Like, uh, right. Um, but like, I feel like, you know, I think it's hard to get a genuine taste for it during undergrad, but like, actually like the research stuff can be like really fun Mm -hmm. and like super interesting Mm -hmm. and like a great job. I think it's just hard to really get a taste for it because as an undergrad, you're not given like responsibility um, because the belief is that like you don't have enough of the foundational skills to really do your own research. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you could do like an honors thesis and I think, you know, that's something I wish I had done. Um, I didn't do one, but I think it gives you a, a good taste for for research. But, like, I think more people, like, would enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's this discovery process of learning new things. And um, But I, I think people, you know, don't – It research often is portrayed as sort of, like, boring and annoying. And I think more people would actually like it, whether it's through a Ph.D. or some other route. That's uh, I really appreciate you just breaking all this stuff down for me today and 
helping me understand it a little better. And the, it's just, it's, it's funny cause there's no sitcoms about, about like academia really. You know what I mean? There's a workplace sitcoms. There's the you know, big yeah. bang theory. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It is. It is, isn't it? I guess. Right. But do they, how, do they show a lot of that? Is there a lot of that? I know they, I feel they, they touch on like the narcissism and competitiveness of academia. Ah, um, ah interesting. It's definitely a thing. Really? Oh, okay. Um, we have to talk about that. Oh yeah. Time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, I haven't seen a lot of the show, so I can't say too much other than that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause he is, but that's the character though. But like, yeah, I haven't seen many that are like, there's that are set in like a, like that kind of like a professor environment, uh, you know, a you know, a academic, like strict, like you're in, like, that's the setting of the show. Um, right, is that, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like harder for people to relate to and especially cause not that many people do it. Right. And it's mm-hmm. not that common, you know, it's pretty rare. I told, like, I thought I said on one hand, I could count the number of people who I know that went for all the way. And like, it's really, when I think about it, you're the only person in the U S that I know. That's a friend of mine hmm. that did it in Europe. I know two folks who do it and it seems more hmm. common there for some reason. Like, it's like not like not weird, uh, like and different, And you know, not that it's weird to have a PhD. It's just like different. Like, you know what I mean? It's like not common, you know? Um, I'm sure if I surveyed, right. like just went around, talked to people, like, oh, do you have do you have one? Do you have one? Yeah, do, do you have a doctorate? Hey, do you? Uh, it'd be not that common. So it's, um, I think it's helpful for people to understand that aspect. So thank you so much for doing this today. I hope yeah. that you're willing to do it again with me while we talk about more broadly, you know, you and you know what you do, and I know you wanted to talk about some stuff and touch on, um, touch on, uh, you know what you actually like study, you know, and <laughs> uh, do research on and all of that stuff. And uh, so hopefully you, 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 how do you feel? Yeah, no, this was great. Uh, uh, this was great talking, and um, yeah, I'd be happy to do it again. Awesome, wonderful. I've recorded it, so you have to do it. So even if you're lying to me right now, I'm just going to use it again <laughs> to make you do this with me. I really I really wish yeah. we could uh, do this in person and you could be here on my in my little mini uh, makeshift studio here. And um, so hopefully we'll get to do that and we'll just get to sit together and talk and have a, um, a not uh, a not digital conversation, maybe in another world. Well, in another time, if things ever change, we'll get to do that. Um, but I was glad that to be able to do this. And thanks for being my first guest on this, because uh, it was very nerve-wracking. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. Of course. Um, so, closing thoughts for people. Uh, uh, is uh is getting a phd fun non-stop fun um, non-stop fun okay I mean, de- definitely not non-stop fun is it like uh, going to chuck e cheese or going to the arcade and just having all the quarters you need N- nothing competes with chuck e cheese <laughs> okay nothing gotcha um i mean it uh you know it was for me and uh that's you know, really I think that for a lot of other people it is, and um, 
you know, I think that, you know, being a professor can be a pretty good gig where you're sort of getting paid to study and learn about what you're passionate about. Yeah. Um, at least when it works out good, that that's what can happen. Right. Yeah. No, I think that for me, like, like after listening to this, what I take away from it is, um, like how cool it would be just to study something you're just so interested in and just have it kind of formalized and like, and just, you know, and just have this path kind of made for you where you're like, Oh, I just love this subject so much that I'm going to get just really down and nitty gritty. And like, I'm going to know this thing in and out. And I, I think that, you know, I wish more people got the opportunity because I think that we all have things that we're fat we're fascinated by and we all want to study like in depth and learn about i think that's everybody you know and like if only we you know we everybody had more enough time to to go down that path and be able to do that um that would be cool (laughs) but we don't have that much time but uh yeah so i think it's cool and i think it's i'm really i'm really proud of you uh i want to tell you that uh for thanks man uh, going through the whole process because I think it, it was it, it was lengthy and you've been moving around a lot, a lot, a lot, a yeah, lot. Yeah, that lot. is part of it. Lots yeah. of moving. You know, and you've taken it all in stride, dude, and that's really admirable. So, great job. I'm very proud to tell people. Anytime I tell people, I'm like, I'm like, that's oh yeah, <laughs> you know, that's Dave. Yeah, he's a Doctor Dave. You could refer to him as. Uh, he's got his doctorate. Um. You know, and uh, uh, so you make me feel better uh, by being able to do that. And I think that it's really cool. Um, do you uh, – okay, I got to close this out at some point. So I got to finish on this. All yep. right. All right. Do you <laughs> – can you do me a favor and can you start introducing yourself as a doctorate? <laughs> no, I'm definitely not going to do that. <laughs> can, you, can you change um, – can, when someone enters their number, your number on a phone, can you tell them to make the na- like just make sure to put dr dot right there, right in front, right in front, and you introduce like whenever you meet anybody, like when you when you're going through, the, you know you're going through the grocery store and you got your mask on, and they're like <laughs> they're like they're like you, you know you hand them off your credit credit card and you're like you're like oh. You know, what's your membership number? Well, I, you'd be like, um, well, as it, well, my name's Dr. Dave and I, uh, you know, I, uh, I thought you would have it already, but let me tell you Dr. Dave's number. Uh, I would love for you to introduce yourself as a doctorate way more often. And I can think of, uh, yeah, it'd be really great to film. I'd love to film you do that one day. Just go to me and be like, hi, I have a doctorate. Can you call, oh, please call me Dr. Dave. <laughs> I would love to go. This is my dream, okay? Post uh, my post COVID dream. I want to live in a world. I want to go ahead. I want to go show up to some social function with a lot of people we don't know. Maybe a conference. No, 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 not a conference because there might be other people with PhDs there. I want to show up. I want to go to any uh, some kind of social function, like a birthday party for somebody we don't know that well. And I want to yeah. keep introducing you but you ha- but the rule is is that you have to say hi i'm dr dr D- dr dave hello i'm dr dave 
So, how do you feel about that? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if I'll be going along with that, but uh, I guess I, I can't stop you from doing it. Right, right, right. Uh, so you, do you, you feel a level of a little bit of, uh, you don't like it that much that like you know like you don't tell people to call you doctor this doctor that yeah to me it comes across as narcissistic uh i'm not saying like it objectively does that's just kind of how i i see it and so i don't really want to be associated with that um i also think actually the doctor thing was a bit more common in previous generations like baby boomers oh really um and like now, what's more common is say the doctor, but you put the PhD at the end instead of putting the doctor uh, in front. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not um, so confusing when you look at a book and you're like, "Oh, this is a doctor that wrote it," and you're like, "Oh, this is a PhD," and he has a PhD in something very unrelated to this medical book. That. <laughs> that oh yeah, 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 right, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. So I feel like that that's kind of more common with millennials. Yeah. That's a, that's interesting. Um, so thank you so much, Doctor Dave, for this. I'm gonna stop it, and we I'm not we don't have to end the call just yet. We could just I'm just gonna stop thank it. Thank you, John. I yeah. appreciate you having me on, and oh. uh, I'm excited to see future interviews with uh, uh, with the you know podcast here. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be interesting to see where it goes, and I want to have you back on, and. I promise I'll be a better interviewer, and it'll be even more fun next time you come on. I promise. I promise. Hey, I, I had a great time. I'm glad. All right, stop, let's stop it. So. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. I hope you had a great time. Uh, learn how to get your PhD. Um, and uh, you realize that uh, all you need to do to get your PhD is listen to this this wonderful podcast um, that uh, Dr. Dave was able to join me on. If you guys were interested in uh, sticking with us and, uh, you know, a bunch of random album reviews and interviewing people and stuff and comedy, uh, you could uh, stay in touch uh, going on uh, GusAndJohn.com. That's GusAndJohn.com, no H. Thanks so much for listening, everyone.